1: Welcome to Signal Boost. This is Jess McIntosh. I am here with Serlina Maxwell, and we are joined right now by writer for NBC News, an indigenous reporter, Simon Moya-Smith, who we have been so excited to talk to about the confirmation of Deb Holland as Secretary of the Interior. Simon, thank you so much for joining us today.
2: Thanks for having me.
1: No, it was, uh, you you brought so much incredible information the last time that we talked to you about... um, about what was happening with Indigenous voting, that we wanted to make sure that we we brought you back to talk about Deb Holland, who is our new Interior Secretary, uh, which I'm over the moon about as a progressive on a policy front and also on a history-making front. Um, And I'm wondering how you're feeling about it.
2: It's insane. I mean, really, (laughs) I mean, for Indigenous people, having, I mean having any native representation anywhere is insane. I mean, we had a native actor once on TV and all of us lost it. I mean, that's how rare it is to see our, you you can't go on Netflix right now and go, hey, let's watch that Native American show. You can't, you can't Mm -hmm. do that on HBO. You can't do, you don't turn on NBC news or or ABC or any of it and go, hey, look at the Native American. It's so rare. To even see ourselves represented, and then here's Deb, so yeah. we're just bouncing off the walls left and right every day.
1: I'm so glad. <laughs> I'm, I'm so glad that, that that there's like some unadulterated good in the world.
2: Exactly, um, and, and and not in that kind of typical John Wayne, we're naked on the back of a horse sense, right? You know, it's right. like here's here's us living uh, in in twenty twenty one right a lot of people have that idea in their head because of what is fed to them right we're inculcated into thinking that we're all from the reservation we're all you know tonto talking we live in teepees everyone wears headdresses but to see somebody that is indigenous in 2021 people are just trying to wrap their head around that. like wait this is what i'm used to i'm not used Mm -hmm. to this how does this work and she's representative of all of us who are the descendants of those who survived a genocide
1: and so, it isn't just it's so representation, good. it's leadership.
2: She's in charge. Oh, oh, absolutely. And that's the crazy thing. A lot of, I mean, I think we're so used to this white, male, I-have-a-penis patriarchal society. We are used to it, yes. Right, in indigenous worlds. So my nation, we're matrilineal. Nobody gives a hell who my dad is. It's about <laughs> my mom and my grandma, right? And so the idea that indigenous women are the leaders was, a, was, was one of the things that white men couldn't wrap their head around when they, when mm-hmm. they came West. They're like, oh, mm-hmm. we, we want to talk to the men. Be like, why? They're not in charge. <laughs> and it confused them. But no, yeah. a, lot the, a lot of the leadership, even in like on the front lines when it comes to yeah. environmental racism, um, especially in like places like northern Minnesota, to stop a, a pipeline that's going to violate yeah. and poison the water um, for the Ojibwe people, it's indigenous-led. It's all women. And it really, people are still trying to struggle. You know, they're struggling with the idea that our communities are run largely by women.
0: I love.
1: that so I much. wasn't even expecting to have that angle
0: to love, and Me now either. now I've got that so to good. add. I just oh. I, I was envisioning in my brain. I was envisioning like the white men showing up and then being like, <laughs> "We need where are the men?" And then That's the women good. are like. F out of here. Like, what are you talking about? I Well, mean, the men are like, why do you want to talk to us?
2: It's right. complete. I mean, it makes all the sense because when you look at it logically, and that's what, you know, we push is like, okay, who's the best judge of a man's character? A woman. Because when he's around other men, he's going to flex. He's going to act all tough. But she knows the secret. She knows if he's scared of bears. And we <laughs> yep, can't right. have a chief who's scared of bears, right? So <laughs> they were the ones who decided. Who was that's the amazing. candidate for... You know to be the leader
1: that, that 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 just makes way too much logical sense to exist in a global <laughs> patriarchy there so um even so, beyond so, it, i was going to say even
0: even beyond Justice's point of, of about representation i feel like at this point in time in history it's also important that you have somebody with deb holland's lived experience at interior because yeah. we're actually right. having a moment Where we have to have a conversation about fossil fuels and um, pipelines pipelines and and... exactly like we have we have to have a real conversation about that with her lived experience and specific lens looking at that issue. Like, how is that going to improve, you know, how we are actually talking about and dealing with these issues on a policy level?
2: Um, there's, there's a variety. I mean, she's one of us. So she understands there's a seven generation rule. And I don't, I don't remember if I mentioned this last time you did,
1: but do it again.
2: Yeah. So she understands that, you know, you don't make any significant decisions without thinking of seven generations after you're dead. And that's not really the, that's not what Congress does currently. That's not the white way. The white way is to see your grandchildren and maybe give a shit about them or maybe not give a shit about them, right?
0: With us, right. that's
2: not how it works. We're going to make our decisions based on seven generations after we're dead. So, and, you know, a family that we'll never meet, but we'll meet on the other side. And we have to, and as stewards of the land, that's how it's been since they got here. We're like, could you not do that to the water? Hey, maybe don't do that to the soil. You know and they're like why it's like well because that's your relative the earth doesn't need you you need the earth that's our mom and she understands that this is something deb was raised with and to have somebody in such a, a position with that view has never happened it hasn't because think of it this way it's like "Oh, i'm getting goosebumps
0: you know, <laughs> whew, me too yeah, <laughs> yeah
2: think, of, think of it that way really i mean because here now finally you have somebody who's from the soil who cares about this place? Not because they're just trying to, you know, flex and say, this is our land, we discovered it. No, but like genuinely cares about it. Genuinely cares about the people and sees it as a living relative. And that's how indigenous people see water and, and, and air and earth and, and the two-legged, the four-legged, the swimmers. These are our relatives. We are related to them. And she comes in with that that viewpoint in, in this this oil and gas addicted world she's got a lot that she's going to be facing she's going to have a lot of trolls she's going to she's going to be harassed it's going to happen but she's strong and we lean our on our indigenous mothers and grandmothers for that strength
1: i think i mean that, that that brings up one of the most important questions which is how can we best support her like she's i'm thrilled that she's there i can't imagine anybody better Um, But she is about to be put into the middle of some of our America's worst current fights. I mean, the fossil fuel industry, like that's, Mm -hmm. you know, that's that's an economic backbone of the country. And and it, it, you know, it even punches above its own weight class there uh, in terms of influence in Congress. Like this is not going to be easy um, and it is, you know, she's we're, we're terrible when 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 women are in charge and even worse when that woman is not white. So we oh, can imagine yeah. that she's probably very much in for it in terms of, you know, the, the, the opposition that she's going to have to overcome. Um, can you speak yeah. a little bit to that? Like, like how how can how should we be watching her? How should we be supporting her as as she as she takes this on?
2: Yeah, no, just right. Uh, how should you be watching? Just watch in awe. You know, that's, that's <laughs> what we, we really enjoy. I mean, because people are first introducing themselves to indigenous people across the board. I mean, I was, somebody from NPR called me, and they were like, so what do we call you, American Indian, Native American? And that's from Code Switch. They don't even know. I mean, a lot Oof. of people don't know what, who we are, what we're capable of, you know, and so watching her, you know, she's not only the first secretary of the interior; she's the first indigenous secretary ever, right? She was and, the first
1: indigenous well, congresswoman. Let's let's get that straight. Like exactly. she, yeah. she, right? Like right. she, and, Therese she Therese, and one other woman Therese. were elected at the same time.
0: Right.
2: Yeah, and that was Therese just a minute Therese, ago. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Like 2018. And now, <laughs> you know, <laughs> think of it this way too. I mean, the the Department of the Interior has a sordid past. A lot of people don't know mm-hmm. this, but. Uh, Japanese internment, uh, it, the Bureau of Indian Affairs was in charge, because they were right. like, look, we've already got prison camps, just put them on our Jeez. Indian prison camp. And they did. They literally did. Our reservations were originally founded as prison camps. My my reservation is still officially listed as Prison Camp 334, but it's the Pine Ridge Reservation, right? Which sounds better than saying... Better than Prison,
1: prison Camp 334, camp. yes. Right? I could exactly. I could see that so, as a branding exercise.
2: Right, it, it was a marketing decision. Mm-hmm. So um, the, you, you have the Bureau of Indian Affairs with an awful, awful past with people who, like the original, uh, the first secretary said, look, we either got to kill them all or we got to make them white. And mm-hmm. that's the history. And it kept going in that way. It didn't get better. In a way, it kind of got worse because they stole billions of acres with a bee away from indigenous peoples. So she's coming into a very nasty space and trying to mm-hmm. clean it up trying to like do better by Indigenous people, but also by the land, right, that's been exploited. And the land isn't to be exploited. I can't emphasize enough that for Indigenous people, land is a living, breathing relative. And you have to treat your the land as a living, breathing relative. So when I say let's watch her in awe, she's going to bring that perspective to that department, to that seat.
1: How do you think she'll be able to affect the 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 relationship between tribal nations and the federal government which is obviously like so very fraught um and so very broken. Yeah. um i mean i, I know that that's hard. not the role of the interior secretary i know but yeah. we've not seen we've not had the opportunity to possibly do that yet uh, do you think that that's yeah. going to be a part of her of her purview
2: I mean, I don't know if it's going to recreate or reset faith in the U.S. government. We're just happy to have mm-hmm. one of our own there. Um, y- you're right. I mean, we're talking about, you know, centuries of vicious hatred and racism toward indigenous peoples. I mean, we were the last ones to be considered American, quote unquote, citizens, but that was only because of because of World War One. Um, we even in New Mexico, uh, it was only 70 years ago that uh, indigenous people were allowed to vote. Right. Uh, we're usually counseled out of the conversation left and right on a myriad of topics, but especially when it comes to the U.S. government, we've been considered the Indian problem. And you can look that up. Just look, that was an actually, yep. That's actually a term, Indian problem, right? And it gave birth to things like kill the Indian, save the man, which was a policy that they did with in, in conjunction with the, the Catholic Church, to kill the Indian in them and save the man. So if you Google that, you'll see pictures of an indigenous person um, in you know, with their long hair in, in their, their traditional regalia. And then you see a picture of them, you know, with short hair in a suit looking super mm-hmm. depressed because they wanted, like, let's just kill the Indian in them and save the man. So we don't have a lot of faith in the U.S. government overall. Um, even I don't, um, especially yeah. when now with COVID you? and, you know, our, the vaccines. It's kind of like, okay, well, that still All has right. to go through Indian health services. And that in itself is a shit show. Uh, but I think it's just nice to see one of our own who brings that perspective into places like Congress, into the place, into places like the Secretary of Interior, to know somebody who was raised like we were, with these perspectives that aren't ubiquitous, that is very unique to just us. It, it, it gives us, I guess, a little glimmer of hope. Yeah.
0: Glimmers of it hope definitely- is like... Those are big right now <laughs> um, <laughs> because there's not a lot like, you know, that's super happy right now. But when you have a glimmer of hope, it makes you, you know, want to continue going to the next Especially day. Especially like this one could matter.
1: Like this oh, isn't this just something shiny going matters. by that's right.
0: like, yay.
1: This is like, oh, you could affect climate change. <laughs> right. hmm <laughs> Like yeah, that's that's it, yeah. that's hope you can hang on to. Like that's that's the hope you really need. That's not like, oh, I'm really thrilled that there's native representation in this movie. That's, oh, right. maybe we can save the planet. <laughs> like maybe maybe oh, we can yeah. have seven more generations cuz at this point, we don't if you if you have a seven generation mindset, we you we can't think that far currently. We won't make it that far.
2: Right, right. It's true. It's it's I mean, and that's why it baffled us when uh, a lot of when the uh, white people came over and Deb was raised with a lot of the parables and stories that we did. So just a really quick one, this this white man came to um, came to our village and uh, he goes, I own this land. And mm-hmm. like, oh, in the, a native elder, a, a female is like, OK, uh, no, we OK, no, you don't. And she, yes, we do. We own this land. He's like, well, we live here. And he goes, well, do you own it? like no see you don't own it so we own it and I was like no we can own the land as much as we can own the air or water and he goes okay well then i own it he goes okay if you own it take it with you when you leave if you can't take it with you when you leave you don't own it right right and, and it, it, it's, a, it's a it's an idea it's like the ideologies are completely different the idea that you can bottle water that you can bottle air that you can own the air, that you can own the earth, that you can own these things, is a very new idea here in the U.S. I know anthropologically, I mean, people are just like 1776, 1492, it's still, I mean, there are restaurants in Europe Yes. (laughs) that are yes. <laughs> I know. No, this is
0: so true. Oh my god. I love that you said this that's such a good way of putting it. This is this is so this is such a good point about the fact that like we are babies, okay? Like we're like I oh, yeah. we think we go way back. And then when I, I remember when I was studying abroad and they'd be like, This particular yeah. cathedral was built in the year. You're sitting seven, on a twelfth century bench and doing you're like, your homework. And you're, yeah. Right. And you're like, Wait, what? <laughs> like I remember I took right. modern I think the, the the history of modern Spain was the class that I took uh one of the classes I took when I studied abroad. I remember picking it because I thought it was going to be about like the 20th Current. century because it was said modern. It was about like the 15th century, I swear to god. <laughs> um because yeah. modern Spain is 1500s like is like the 1400s and I was like, uh that's not what I thought.
2: <laughs> right. And and that's the same thing here with like so gay marriage and I was watching Like, all the headlines are like, first time gay marriage is legal. Wait a minute, wait a minute. We've had gay marriage here for centuries. Centuries. Two-spirit people. That's, I mean, for indigenous people, you know, homosexuality is actually a blessing. That means you have a perspective of a female and you have a perspective of a male. As a straight male, you have only one perspective, so you're screwed. So for us, it's a blessing, and we, and we have holy people. Like, if, if there's, an, like, a 96-year-old Native guy, and he has bad knees, he will stand up for a two-spirit that comes in the door because it's a blessing. And when I saw these w- headlines of um, largely white news organizations saying, for the first time, and it was like, no, right. no, for the first time for this country as a project, yes, but here we've had gay marriage, long before you guys stumbled your way here and so this, like, you, the idea that you know the first this the first this, no that this has happened it's happened before we've had female leadership across the board it's just the first time in the white way
1: man you gotta i mean you gotta understand why the white people suppress all that history that history is dangerous <laughs> that right. is oh, exciting absolutely. Like that's like, oh, it doesn't have to be this way, it can be a different way? That's a that's a dangerous radical book right there. We'd better make right. sure we don't teach the
2: kids that Yeah. Man. Yeah, I mean, and that's that's also why, you know, a lot I mean, a lot of people are unaware like as like I said earlier, that they're not quote unquote reservations. They were founded as prison camps right. and actually if you look up the history, um, Adolf Hitler, he actually was inspired by the Indian reservation yes. system and said as much. Right. Yep. He was like, wow, that's how you do it. You just you corral them into one space. And, OK, let, let's look at the let's look at the American template with dealing with Native Americans. And let's deal. Let's do that with the Jewish population. And he literally did that because he was a big fan of this guy named Carl May, who was like this mm-hmm. Indian. He wrote about Indian writers and, in, you know, excuse me, Indians in the West. And he was a writer. And, you know, Hitler was a big fan. And so he commented a lot on on how like effective the united states was at corralling the indian problem into one space
0: right wow see when he w- i mean i knew that but it's also like when you explain it it's like hearing yep. it for the first time <laughs> and yeah. it's just it's simon history is my
1: favorite we have to break no it, 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 we, oh. we do i wish i wish we didn't oh. so we're just gonna have exactly. to have you back to, yeah, to talk more time, because every time hard. we have you i don't actually want it to end um Thank you for offering your perspective on uh, this, this story that we're obviously very excited about and now even even more so. Uh, Simon Moya-Smith at NBC News. Um, I hope you have an excellent day. And please, if, you're ever, if you have ever anything that you want to say, <laughs> give us a call.
2: <laughs> I will. It was wonderful talking to you. Thanks for having me back. I Thank really you. appreciate it.
1: We'll be back tomorrow with another Signal Boost podcast.
0: Thanks for listening.